Good morning, guys. Welcome to episode five of Movies and Memories with Red and Hannah. And for our fifth episode, Hannah and I are doing five of the days of summer. So, uh, Hannah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for waking up so early, by the way. Hey, no problem. For our listeners, Hannah is back home in Vienna, and I'm in Calgary. So we have an eight-hour time difference. What time is it in your place right now? It is 3.03 p.m. right now. 3.03 p.m. Okay, fantastic. It's 7.03 where I am. <laughs> I and you're obviously not yet. a morning person because yes. it's six Seven tries. takes. <laughs> or seven takes, the, okay. This is our seventh take, guys, and I think this is it. This is it. <laughs> it's fine. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Yeah. So do you want to tell our listeners what the movie's about? Yeah. Well, before we before we talk about, you know, the main plot of 500 days of summer i thought it would have been really funny if we had Mm -hmm. done it yesterday on the fifth of the fifth because it would have been the fifth episode with 500 days of summer on the fifth of may that would have been cool whatever that would have been really funny (laughs) i just thought about that holy shit but it's okay yeah 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 yeah. i never even thought about that yeah yeah isn't that funny that would have been so cool and we didn't even think about it being the fifth episode, therefore 500 Days of Summer. I think mm-hmm. it was just like a good transition from yeah. before sunset. That's right. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that so 500, good. yeah. It's a natural progression. Now tell, tell us oh, what yeah. the film's about. So 500 Days of Summer is about, is what I wrote here is boy meets girl, but it's not a love story. Yeah. So there's a guy, it's played with, uh, there's a guy named Tom Hansen, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. and Zoe Deschanel plays Summer Finn, and Tom just gets really smitten with this girl who is super quirky, has bangs, and mm-hmm. has a very timeless sense of style, and very yeah. confident girl, mm-hmm. and he's like super smitten with her, and he falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. And obviously wants to get in, be in a relationship, but she tells him straight up that he, she doesn't believe in love. Yeah. But even then, he pursues her, and the story progresses. And the five hundred days, they, the the way the movie is shown, it's by uh, they show the number, the day, mm-hmm. the number of the day, and mm-hmm. then what happens that day. And so the movie is interesting that way. Um, how their relationship progresses and eventually doesn't work out mm-hmm. and it's actually based on a true story mm-hmm. the the guy who wrote it it was really what he experienced <laughs> jenny beckman and uh <laughs> neustadter, neustadter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, the beginning is my favorite part because <laughs> it's a work it, of fiction it is yeah yeah let me let me quote it properly mm-hmm. oh i think i lost it oh no i write i have it right here mm-hmm. so it says author's note the following <laughs> is a work of fiction any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental especially you jenny beckman bitch <laughs> and jenny beckman is really the girl is yeah, the summer scott no, no yeah. or something. Yeah. Noish yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you know what? It brings a whole new level to 
the saying, you know, the friend, the, uh, Tom's friend, well, they were at the, the diner or something. The best way to honor a woman or something to get over a woman is just turn her into literature. So oh, maybe yeah. that. There you there go. There you go. Yeah. Just sounds. That's what he did. Deeper now. So yeah. <laughs> it's funny what comes out of bitterness, like just pure exactly. bitter emotion, pettiness. Yeah. Art. Henry Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> you get beautiful art out of heartache. Yeah. Look at that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh huh. Themes. Anything you want to add? Wait. Oh, anything to that? Uh it was a 2009 film. It was very successful. 60 million. Mm-hmm. It was very well praised. But the praise was very short-lived. I don't know if you've read the reviews. There's this beautiful article on uh theobserver.com so it's it was written on the 10th year anniversary of 500 days of summer what can we learn watching 500 days of summer 10 years later i'm just gonna leave uh, read a little excerpt from this one because i found this very funny oh. on the 10 year anniversary of its theater release july 17 500 days of summer is due for a revisit particularly a critical and unsentimental one this is very important because when we saw this as a Filipino living in Maggetti. <laughs> you mean, for, you can speak for yourself. Yes, as for myself. Okay. As, mm-hmm. as, as a Filipino living in the Maggetti. Like, it was so quirky. It was so different. The dialogue was so cool. The girl was so cool. The guy was pretty much like everyone else around that time of year. Like, we listened to the Smiths. Everyone was kind of emo. <laughs> so we were such an easy market. We just easily fell for the movie. We fell for the guy. We overlooked some of its failings, some of its failures, rather. Like, uh, how inside it is. We'll discuss that later. But for a film that was heralded as a quirky response to the traditional romance and a sense endured as a cult classic, its central message and themes don't go down quite as easily today. So, yeah, from, from the opening paragraph of this article, you can really tell that, uh, yeah, this is not going to go down well for the movie. Because, yeah, there's some pseudo bullshit in here. Pseudo, uh, kind of sexist, because uh, you know the term, what's that? Manic pixie dream girl? Have you ever encountered that term? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what she so, is, basically. That's what she is. That's, I remember that term from Garden State. Yeah. You know, Garden State, uh, Natalie Portman, Sam Feehan, I think was her name. She was just a perfect, perfect example of a manic pixie dream girl. She has no character development. She's just there to support the guy. Because uh, it's, it was, it's written from a very, by a very patriarchal, patriarchal industry, like male writers writing for themselves. So I think that's the general right. thesis that's, here. That's really interesting because yeah. I have a very different point of view of this. Okay. <laughs> Not okay. because of that. I thought uh-huh. I thought I understood why there was this whole um I guess like ten year later debate about this movie, but it's completely mm-hmm. different. So mm-hmm. I stick to what I have always thought about the movie then. Which is? Um I don't sympathize with Tom. So how yeah. I saw it is it was the reverse oh. of what usually happens when um, a girl tries to date a guy or tries to convince a di- guy to date her, but he already tells her off the bat that he doesn't want a commitment or something. But mm-hmm. then um, she tries to convince him mm-hmm. and then in the end is proven 
right all along or is proven wrong that she can change his mind or whatever mm-hmm. and doesn't get the girl gets and gets really like um frustrated with it right and is like so what did i do wrong mm-hmm. that's how i saw it it was just yeah. like a reverse a, a reverse in sex so i was like oh that's that's uh that's interesting mm-hmm. but i never um i found tom pathetic yeah right off the bat I didn't sympathize with him never they're like don't sympathize I never did I thought uh-huh. he was so lame and so pathetic and didn't listen yeah that my my issue with with summer mm-hmm. was that well it was good that she off the bat straight up told him no mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a relationship it's very forward over here yeah. yeah was forward about it but mm-hmm. she had she enjoyed the benefits of being in a relationship with him she just never wanted together yeah Yeah, she just didn't want the title but yet she took advantage of that Uh and um and benefited from it with the Uh no labels thing so Uh in in normal situations because i mean now my guy friends now are more more sensitive so this has happened to them too so it's happened Uh to both both it's happened to me and so that's why I didn't sympathize with either of them. I found both of them kind of lame and pathetic. Except the thing about, I argue, uh, you said as the manic pixie character manic pixie or whatever, girl, yeah, yeah. she doesn't have a character development. Mm-hmm. She does. She does, though. Yeah, I was going to bring that up The later. difference is she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, her personality, the thing is she just stuck to true to herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But later was realized like, oh, such a thing as love mm-hmm. and well we'll talk about this later but the main mm-hmm. thing is if someone tells you they don't want to be in a relationship listen to them that's right okay. they just don't want a relationship with you and that's like the harsh reality so yeah, i don't care a, for the, tom's right, way right, of exactly. thinking and then with summer mm-hmm. i just wish mm-hmm. that she hadn't done that mm-hmm you know yes. but then she but, did because i guess just to humor him and they, they mm-hmm. want to be friends he really wanted yeah. to be his friend so yeah i don't mm-hmm. find any fault in that at all yeah mm. i forgot what i was gonna say but uh yeah that's a 10-year <laughs> real- realization now by most people that yeah they, they sympathize with the wrong guy because again it's sold from the point of view of a guy it's my fault i don't sympathize with, with either, either of them they're both that's pathetic good. in that's my good. eyes <laughs> but yeah when we started when we when i first started watching this film i'm like oh shit look at that because i was at that age where i was looking for my girl too like you know that kind of feeling so uh mm-hmm. and at some point, multiple points during my life, I might have missed listening to my partners. And that was a learning point. And as I learned that, I watched this film with new eyes and I realized, oh shit, this guy is wrong. Like the same way I was wrong when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I was selfish. Like we're all selfish when we're young. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And at first, it I was angry. It depends when you watch this. Exactly. I, I, so I at, realized at, that. At first, at first I, was, I was mad at the girl. Like, why, why would you do that? But then I, as you mm-hmm. mature you realize that, oh, mm-hmm. shit, the guy was wrong from the very beginning. Because I saw it at, what, 19. All I, I, I thought with my dick. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> All I wanted to do was, was mess around, find find the love of my life with big boobs and a big ass. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of quirky. That's why it's so mm-hmm. easy to sympathize. Like, boys my age, boys in my generation probably thought the same way, too. I'm not generalizing. But I know a few of my friends yeah. actually thought Summer was a bitch. But I realize now that, oh, shit, I was wrong. I, I see that. I see that. Especially yeah. the, the guys mm-hmm. I hung out with in Suleiman. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's because... You were young. So, 
we'll get we'll get to this about number four where we were but mm-hmm. I realized this I think because I saw it in the Philippines and I uh-huh. was just I just got there oh, and fuck. I have finally been around mm-hmm. Filipino boys mm-hmm. and I did not expect how romantic or uh, just romantic but like how hard boys there fall mm-hmm. like more than here like very affectionate pda to the highest level yeah more filipino boys have cried in front of me <laughs> than any other race it's, it's and i'm only they are more emotionally mm-hmm. uh, in touch i guess with their mm-hmm. feelings which mm-hmm. is arguably probably like more positive in yeah. a way but to a certain degree it's too much it is mm-hmm. too much <laughs> I, I know oh, yeah. that, that a lot of my friends are emo boys, so yeah, I myself sometimes. Too. I don't know a white boy <laughs> who has seen this movie. Really? No, I've only known <laughs> Filipino boys. They're like, oh my god, I love five hundred days of summer. Here we go. It's because we were preconditioned since we were young to like so- to like something like this because of our moms. They showed us. Well, this is my theory. Because when I was younger, I had no control over the remote control remote control for the TV. <laughs> okay, no my dad, my <laughs> My few memories of my dad was that when it was sports, it was sports. But when, or boxing or whatever, right? But when it was teleserie time, it was teleserie time. Oh, because that's snap. mom's time. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why most Filipinos are preconditioned to I like drama. It's because we right. grew up with Esperanza. That would make sense then. That would totally. Because <laughs> in my family, the movie we will watch together, me, my dad, my mom, my brother, mm-hmm. it's always either like a cartoon animation mm-hmm movie uh-huh. like disney dream right we love that stuff or action uh-huh. you know what holy fuck that thought just occurred to my my mind about what? the teleserie about being preconditioned and all this bullshit yeah so yeah we sound hella smart right now <laughs> <laughs> See, that's anyway. so interesting it's so interesting. I, the, the way the, the only reason i watched this was because i think my best friend was like recommended it and Mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel kind of came out of nowhere, and she was different, banks. beautiful in a different, mm-hmm. in a in a more classy way. Classy, yeah. Although, yeah. no offense to her, I find her sister way prettier. Ooh. From Bones, um, Emily oh, Deschanel. Google okay. her. Gorgeous. She's she's pretty. She's pretty. A different level, though. Take out features, her bangs, and she looks totally different. Features. Yeah. And she has a beautiful eyes, very doe-eyed, and then mm-hmm. um, and I think it was also the start of like the hipster yeah. liking vintagey type stuff, yeah. vinyl and all that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> listening to old music again, and that was what was cool. Yeah, no. oh, yeah, well, I get it. It totally it. did help bring back the, the vinyl industry, or at least the yeah. liking for vinyl in the yeah, Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in my defense, because I love vinyl, I've always loved vinyl because I grew up with my dad. I like that you have to defend it now. <laughs> I know, I really have. To. <laughs> You're making a point to defend. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <Like you. laughs> because I have like slowly you. built a personality. You've been an original where... hipster this whole time. I know. I I have to defend myself. <laughs> I've listened to old music ever since, and there was a record player in our house that never worked. I always yeah. wanted one that worked. And, you know, it's not just because of this film. <laughs> no, I believe you. I didn't want to wear, like, uh, cardigans just because of this film. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to learn how to make them. Oh, there we go. 
but you know what? You okay, totally different tangent, but you know where I, I got my liking for cardigans. A walk to remember for some weird reason. Because she had those like sweater sets. Yeah, and I love that anymore. Dude, and I'll make you a sweater set. Yes, please, a brown one. Oh, a brown, brown one, okay. Like a brown I'll make you a sweater set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, not Mandy Moore's sweater set. Did yeah. the guy have a sweater or something? Because when I think about that movie, I remember her cardigan and you know, and sweater just because set. of sweater sets, yeah. Yeah, yeah cardigans, yeah. <laughs> In the Philippines, so I wore cardigans. All the Americans I knew wore sweater sets. Your sweater sets? Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you get like it comes with a shirt or a blouse and it's like knitted. It's finely knitted and then it has a it has a matching cardigan with mm. it. So you kind of always have to wear it together. You could wear that's it apart, but it they yeah. were so matching. And that's coming back now. I've seen more yeah. and more people who start wearing it again. I think I saw it in Lululemon as a cardigan or a super sweater classy. Segment. Yeah. <laughs> so where were we before we, we sure. got yeah, like my defensive vinyl yeah. okay but yeah so this movie is very influential that way because it basically mm-hmm. jump-started the whole hipster movement maybe in the philippines maybe who knows in the philippines. you can't say that definitely or oh maybe it, oh maybe, maybe. yeah I, I, I would say it was influenced by a lot of things but that this it was, was one influenced of it. by that too yeah or western media of course yeah but yeah so what themes do you think are being explored here I, well, what I read was that they didn't want it to be a rom-com. Not really. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be like a coming-of-age okay. type story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I would say fits it better because it isn't a love story. Because it doesn't have that, like, normal happy ending. I guess you could argue that the happy ending is that What's he realizes, he mm-hmm. learns mm-hmm. from that relationship and, like, mm-hmm. moves on and motivates himself to move forward. Um, and then for Summer, she learns that there is a thing as love and it just has to happen to you. Exactly. That's but, her progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her progression. And uh, I guess it's also about miscommunication. Yeah. A lot of the relationships, pretty much expectations and uh, getting over a breakup. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a theme. <laughs> hey. But yeah. That getting over the breakup scene was very interesting. Like him doing that whole chalkboard wall thing. That's pretty nice. Which leads me but to my point. That's a normal phase. That's, yeah. I see. That's typical. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So, yeah. So, my one thing I realized last night was that uh, this could also be a commentary or, in a way, like a, a guide point for, for, for people. Like, he was working a job he never liked. He was just working a corporate bullshit job. It was kind of cool. Was writing writing greeting cards. That's kind of cool. He was he was in a job that he didn't like, and he was falling in love with a girl who didn't love him and who initially told him that he did not she did not want the relationship. So he was in he was doing things that he really didn't want to do, like the job, primarily, and uh, it's maybe it's a it's a commentary on her on her precondition to do well corporate jobs. Just because they sound like something we should do. Maybe that's why we're stuck in office jobs we hate. But then eventually, the, the films end. His, his arc goes up. It goes in an up in, an incline again. When you finally accepted who he was. He was an architect. 
and by following that path that led him to happiness like maybe there's there's something like that there's something to pursuing your passions so yeah maybe you meet the right girl when you do when you do follow your passions along the way to really reaching your personal success mm-hmm. your personal goals that's where he met autumn so maybe that's what we all should do too i don't know just a random thought last night yeah, i, I, I get what you down. mean but yeah it 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 just the movie basically just reiterated what i've always come thought to about. learn mm-hmm. is that um you you need to listen yeah basically what i said earlier and you cannot be disappointed and blame another person if they yeah. don't meet your expectation especially if yeah. they never said they're gonna do those exactly. things and you don't look for it you just wait exactly it'll just come to you it'll happen it really does you either meet them at pilot school or you meet them while swiping right on tinder right <laughs> exactly who knows right or Bumble. who knows exactly yeah you never know <laughs> and um what I really like, though, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is the, the question to to talk about this, is I like that in their relationship, Summer always did question him. Like, yeah. why are you, basically, why are you here? Why aren't you pursuing whatever it is that you want to pursue? And, you know, the, the look of joy in her face when she found out that uh, she left the office, that was so endearing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he did! Yeah, and she was so happy yeah. because that was... She, I think that was her goal all along, just to influence him yeah. in a certain way, just to get him out of there. She she genuinely wanted to be his friend. Yeah. And for that, she it's that she was true to that. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be his friend, did want the best of him. She just knew that she wasn't the one for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she was fun. What he wanted mm-hmm. for her to be, she already knew she wasn't going to be that. And mm-hmm. he couldn't face like that kind of reality and maybe just maybe in 2009 we just weren't ready for for the progressive woman for the woman who knew what she wanted you know we just wanted maybe at that time we wanted our our leading ladies or female protagonists in a way to just follow along because summer was a girl was a take charge girl like she knew what you wanted like why did you dance with me in that wedding because i wanted to and some people hated her for that. Like, that's so unfair. Like, you're not considering his feelings. And it was so backwards in a way. She's very progressive. She was very progressive for a time. And now it's generally accepted like that. But in 2009, I don't think people thought that way yet. Yeah. So, I wonder yeah. if you ask the people who thought that now, mm-hmm. like, do you still really think that? Well, I used to think that. So I asked myself. You used if, to think if, that. Yeah. 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 That's why I was really confused that there was like this backlash about it now. Mm-hmm. It's like it yeah. just took you guys ten years. Because <laughs> <laughs> men are dumb, you know, men are dumb. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I disagree. I think in 2011 was when the first, or shortly after 2009, some critics also already kind of attacked the film for not listening. Basically, it was so it was so patriarchal you know well the thing is the story is a uh or the movie is based on real life so this is what really happened and i yeah. think guys can just really relate to this yeah. this is really the their thought process right mm-hmm. and so 
whether or not it's wrong, this is just how they they yeah. think. So mm-hmm. it's if anything, learn from it. Exactly. I wouldn't attack it. I would just be like, okay, well, how would yeah. I handle this knowing mm. everything that I know now, right? Mm. It's just how you think of it. So I don't think it should be shunned. <laughs> I think that people just realize now that they really did look at the movie incorrectly. Because, you know, you know the general response I get from people, like especially about some what? of our progressive friends, like when they ask me, yeah, you, you like Fabrizio of Summer? They're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> It's always that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's some deep seated shame there somewhere that they like this movie at some point. So, yeah. Because, <laughs> again, in, in the way that we, in the grain that we've gone about talking this, it, it did not age well. It did not age well because of how we initially perceived it and what the film was. But no, I the, hope the film now, is okay. Uh-huh. The film as a movie, it's great. It's great. I but I just as a personal preference, mm-hmm. this is not my go-to movie. Yeah, if yeah, I want yeah. rom-com. If I want anything like this, relationship-wise, I would. Mm-hmm. This is not what I would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like for in terms of at least what the lesson is that you can get out of it, mm-hmm. it's good. And mm-hmm. I just, I just don't think it. People like reassess it. <laughs> You think you need to take I, some time. I know some film critics have attacked the character, like how the character was written. But then at the same... Whose the character? Tom. Tom. Tom, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like how he you is, no offense, I know, I don't want to name names for our podcast, mm-hmm. but I can give you like five names of guys who have acted exactly like this. Yeah. If anything, he's realistic, eh? That's what, that's my point. That's exactly my point. But my point is that they are really realistic, mm-hmm. relatable, and this is really a thought process that guys mm-hmm. have. My whole point is that reassess that. Could it be? I'm not. I'm saying mm-hmm. it's not good. It's totally not good. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I wouldn't want to rewrite him. Maybe mm-hmm. if you want that he was more understanding in the movie, to, yeah. no one would want to re- relate to him. You don't mm-hmm. want him to do everything correctly. Mm-hmm. The point is that he does it wrong, realize it, and learns mm-hmm. from it. Growth. Yeah. Okay, for the character, yes. Yeah. Maybe. But as a, as a general what else script. What the critique of it? The with script? the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trope that even the, the maker, the, the guy who coined the name, he hated it because he initially wrote that to counter the sexism, the apparent sexism that exists in a patriarchal industry in a patriarchal screenwriting world. What? What happened was, all these screenwriters, they just made more pixies. <laughs> I don't think it's sexist. You, you don't? I know plenty okay. of women like her. I don't understand. Anyway, I think there's plenty of women like uh, her, but you know, as a trope? you own it. Yeah. But that's your point of view, right? The These yeah. critics... Why we won't miss this Pixie Dream Girl? I'm looking this up. It's a, it's a beautifully written article. So why won't why we won't miss the Pixie Dream Girl? Well, for starters, even Nathan Rabin wishes he could take it back. He writes a letter of apology for creating the term. In it, he reminisces how he looked uncreasily as the phrase was increasingly accused of being sexist itself. Just to be clear, Nathan Rabin is not responsible for this remissive categorization. He simply gave the pre-existing sexism a name. In fact. He coined the phrase to call out cultural sexism and to make it harder for male writers to posit reductive 
condescending male fantasies of ideal women as realistic characters. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. Screenwriters create more pixies, and even novelists write books about them. In the years after Edmund's Elizabeth Tan Review, there was a ton of criticism, blah, blah, blah. Okay, thanks. That's beyond that. But I think he just wants to dispel this notion of this kind of trope. Like women as accessories to, to male characters. They are, for me, it, it is attractive having the like enigma and the elusive girl who you can't define. That's in a lot of books. I don't find it sexist at all. Yeah, because know. it's a, it, I, again, I can name mm-hmm. you at least a dozen girls who yeah. would be described as this. They are okay. realistic. Mm-hmm. They're the it's girls who are like really independent and then like, no, doesn't give a shit if mm-hmm. how they're defined. If you think that they take advantage of you and all that, they'll own it. So that's yeah. that's your problem then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know because in a very in a progressive in the progressive world that we are we are in right now, like they want to promote you know, but they don't want to promote that kind of sexism anymore. I think is my is their point there. I don't think it, the movie would have worked if they. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, course, how would have they changed her? No, no. There's so no question acceptable. about changing the movie. It's about mm-hmm. what the movie is and what its faults wow. are, and uh, yeah, there's there's no movement to change the movie. It's just what it is, and they're just then, commenting. What is the complaint for? For manic pixie dream girl trope. Yeah. So what is it, what are, what are they trying to get a, get done then? Is it just like don't idealize her or something? They just want to want to idealize the idea of a woman being used as an accessory. Which in this movie, okay, she she did have a little bit of a character development. She had her own character arc, but yeah, she was the one using Tom. But that's that's not how people perceived it though, because the story is told from the point of view of the guy. What? So. Yeah, it was perceived from his point of view, but she was obviously using him. Taking advantage, that's my point. She was taking yeah, advantage okay. of him. Taking advantage of his feelings. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I will not bow to this sexism claims. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's okay. so ridiculous. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just the Viennese in you. You're not very... Because uh, this no, is written by an American writer. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, that's the thing. I saw Tom as pathetic. I, if if yeah. everyone's saying that people sympathize with him and made, I I read that they uh, mm-hmm. they villainized uh, Summer. Mm-hmm. That they did. In a way, time. yeah. If yeah. if you really had to make a protagonist antagonist, I would say neither are either, mm-hmm. because Summer did take advantage of Tom, took advantage of his feelings over her. Mm-hmm. And because I can totally relate to that, I probably have done that. People have claimed that I've done that mm-hmm. to guys that even though I didn't reciprocate their feelings, I took advantage of them. With their bodies. You know, <laughs> of them liking <laughs> of the bodies. <laughs> make them slaves and all that. Now, yes. Yeah, so but to yeah. lead them on. Mm-hmm. and so they took as that oh oh my gosh i'm changing her mind and the truth mm-hmm. is no my mind has never changed you told me you could be my friend so i'm trying to be your friend too mm-hmm. so if anything you could argue she was a villain and then in a sense tom was just stupid 
Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't empathize for either of them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Right. But I think the whole ge- the the whole idea is that it has not aged well because of how Tom did not listen to her and how the character is because that's that character has been like that for decades, decades and decades of filmmaking. So and, should there have been uh, a sequel? No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even I don't think they even look at this fondly anymore (laughs) because of how it was perceived yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it just hasn't aged well it has not aged well because how people perceived it well then it's just how you yeah it's your perception then if you if what you take from this movie is is Mm -hmm. this negative outlook Mm -hmm. that people have Mm -hmm. then I feel like I probably like this movie more than I thought compared to other people (laughs) Mm-hmm. In that it was more realistic. I really, yeah. I don't, I don't care so yeah, much for this okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. watched it years mm-hmm. ago. Probably when it came out, rewatched mm-hmm. it probably in college once because a friend mm-hmm. decided to play yeah. it. I not my choice. It was just like yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. And I, the last time I watched it was just yesterday again. Mm-hmm. So this is really not a movie that is ever on my radar. That's right. To like think of, but mm-hmm. I feel like I even I got a more positive thing out of like thought of this like I think of this more fondly than in comparison because there is something to learn that's a great benefit for you because you have not watched this repeatedly throughout the years the same way not obsessively obviously yeah yeah (laughs) like uh, a few of my friends I can actually name a few of my friends who like this movie for just for the general hipsterness of it you know (laughs) Ah, and uh, okay. yeah, that we tended to overlook a lot of the negative things that we thought was it that we realized was in there. Like when I when I read when when I like a few years ago, after some passage of time and some sort of maturity, maybe I, I looked at this, at this again. I realized how wrong Tom was. That yeah, girls are allowed to say they're supposed to say what they want, and you're supposed to respect that because he did not respect her. I must have been raised different then. Because I was, I must have been raised different. Because then, if a if a girl tells you no, yes, Mm -hmm. no, believe them. Yeah, you should believe them. If a boy tells you they like you, I'm sorry, I don't have the same feelings as you. I hope we can still be friends, and I'm hoping you can take it, you know, in stride, and not take it like don't use it against me. And mm-hmm. not against yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. It's just not a fit. It's just a very patriarchal and society. I think, I think guys just probably, maybe you, just didn't mm-hmm. take the rejection so well. Maybe. I don't know. No, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's hey, so relatable. It's so relatable. Yeah. I think people just feel too much <laughs> with <laughs> this movie. It's yeah, way too much. I, I think it's just it's beyond this movie though. It's a, it could be a reflection in our society. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is going anywhere, but yeah, yeah, no. Like men tend to be pushy. Put it that way. Like uh, if if you say no, but to he guy, wasn't. Just... Tom was so simpy. Tom is not. Uh, sorry, to realize I probably what I realized is that I'm mm-hmm. not attracted to anyone in the movie. I was not attracted to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, he's cute. He's definitely yeah. cute. But I think because of 10, 10 Things I Hate About You, my heart has always belonged to Heath Ledger. 
may he rest in peace. <laughs> so yeah. for me, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, an afterthought. And in yeah. the movie, I think they're supposed to make him be like the quirky, cute, Seth Cohen type of kid that mm-hmm. you're supposed to like be into. And yeah. like, it's so obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I was not attracted. That's good. Not attracted to him that way. That's and right. then, and then, Fantastic. um, Summer was supposed to be like some kind of, yeah, the pixie girl who's like mysterious and an enigma, and you're not supposed to be able to like figure her out. But that's like your mm-hmm. challenge then is to figure her out. Like, yeah, like, like, you know, get her to go out with you. I you know, know what would be very interesting is to show, to show kids nowadays, like this generation, show them this movie and see how much more advanced they are compared to. What, where we were like 10 years ago, mm. 12 years ago at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm, these kids would probably put our generation to shame. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, these kids are so progressive. Just I nice. admire just how realistic, how much more realistic this was, like the ending. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the it. ending was fantastic. Yeah. But uh, still, what is it? Uh, the movie was his journey. So I guess, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I, Looking at it again recently, and I'm ha- I'm very glad that she actually did find her guy because that was the point, right? And we might have missed that. I might have missed that on 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 initial watch, my initial screening of it. Like she just found someone else, and you know, and yeah, that's how you saw it. For she her, found yeah, someone that's my story. And she it was such a betrayal. Else. I know. So that was me as a young guy. So watching it again recently, like you know, when you're a little older you get a lot more wisdom. (laughs) I'd like to believe that I was wiser when I saw it. Like, you know, because you're blind when you're young. You're blinded by your dick. (laughs) I just saw it as her finding someone else and cheating, you know, whatever. But yeah, her her, her arc is complete. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I definitely related to Tom. I related to Tom in the sense that chasing after someone who wasn't going to reciprocate the same feelings and still trying to pursue them and not getting the hint that you know yeah. it's not going to get anywhere so I did get that but because mm-hmm. of maybe because of this movie I'm like okay I'm never going to do that again <laughs> I'm going to know when it's going to be a waste of time and set your right. expectations a little lower mm-hmm. not that you like give up on love or whatever but mm-hmm. if it's not reciprocated if you're not going to be met halfway it's not mm-hmm. worth it That's right. so just learn to drop it and like cut your losses and all that mm-hmm. but hey yeah. so it was a pretty good discussion <laughs> so we're only we're, at number three <laughs> i know where were you when you first saw the film because i was in fucking Sailorman, man i was in chet, chet rubberar's room <laughs> okay i was with xander and a few other friends <laughs> so yeah where were you mm-hmm. when you first saw it okay so this came in I think 2009, like September or sometime. Do you know when it came out in the Philippines? So sometimes 2009, 2010. Yeah, because yeah. I moved to the Philippines mm-hmm. 2009 by okay. June. So this must I I think the trailers, the posters started coming out like a around the time that I was after. leaving, probably by the uh-huh. summer, uh-huh. and then it came out probably in the Philippines a couple of months later while I was already there and I don't remember where I watched it I must have just gotten a copy I'm pretty sure I got one of those pirated DVDs 
probably. And then saw it because I think, yeah, my best friend like recommended to watch it. So this would have been fourth year of high school. Whoa. Watched it. And then basically everything I said that has always just been what I thought of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched it once, never saw it again. Yeah, it... And until someone played it, half-ass watched it. And then the mm-hmm. last time I ever rewatched it was yesterday for, to mm-hmm. prepare for this. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So what particular memory do you have with this film? This is an interview. We kind of got into this. Yeah. What's that? Kind of got into this. Kind of. Yeah. 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 What memory though? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So you know how this another influence this film has had on me? Because after I saw this film, I knew I wanted a big pair of headphones. I wanted like the Sennheisers. After oh, this film, okay. I, I think I bought like a Sennheiser, and I, and I listened to the Smiths more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because yeah, he, he was a personification of everyone, kind of everyone that I knew. Some guys that I knew. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, he was me. <laughs> but, yeah. I think the movie made me homesick though, because the music that was played was very is very uh, the soundtrack. It's very um, indie. Yeah, very so indie. it did remind me of home yeah. more, and uh, it's the type of music that my, my best friend likes to listen to. Like the, the it's Regina Specter was in the trap. beginning. The, yeah, and, Regina uh, Specter. Temper Trap. That sounds correct as well. Temper Trap. Yeah, and maybe Snow Patrol was in there somewhere. Maybe Snow Patrol. Feist was in there. Hmm. They had an interesting soundtrack. Yeah. Sweet Disposition was it was played very mm. well in that particular scene, eh? That, like over the yeah. architecture. That was also that was that's probably one of my favorite scenes. Probably. It was also in the uh, in the trailer, so that was a good use of that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from yeah. that band anymore, but you know, <laughs> they might I... have peaked then. But I haven't heard anything from them. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. I feel like they would be um you know the thing now is kind of like remixing and like I don't want to say recycling. That's not the term. That's not the technical term. When they uh, sample. Sample. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of the that kind of music is just gonna be sampled now for new music. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But hey. But yeah. It was it there worked you. for the movie, for the style for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Okay, what is your favorite scene? So, well, I already mentioned the author's thing. I thought that was hilarious. That was the best. The author's yeah, yeah, yeah. note in the beginning, yeah. But my other one is, I just love that in the movie, the the voice of reason is the little sister. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grace Moritz character, Rachel. Uh-huh. She's like the mm-hmm. young... Come on, step, Tom. Half-sister or stepsister of uh, Tom. Uh-huh. And he's the one who goes there. Everyone calls her like the grown men call the little girl to like help <laughs> him out. Um, and I I don't remember when exactly. Oh, she was at her football practice, mm-hmm. and he came he comes to the practice to like. He was doodling. Yeah. Yeah, and so Rachel goes better. Uh, I think about the breakup. So uh-huh. better that you find out now before you come home and find her in bed in bed with Lars from Norway. <laughs> Tom, who's Lars from Norway? 
Rachel Hannah. Me the gym. Just some guy she met at the gym with Brad Pitt's face and Jesus' abs. Jesus' abs. abs. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. But they're guppies. Like, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Those like guppies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she's a voice of reason for sure. Yeah. She's just like, she already knew it wasn't going to work out. Because I, mm-hmm. which is so true. And de- definitely like you to realize that uh, if, if the attraction and the give and take in a relationship is mm-hmm. not at all somewhat balanced, yeah. And um doesn't have to be even, but it yeah. has to be like met. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like either acknowledged or at least where it weighs in value the same. Yeah. Um then it's okay. But if it's obvious that it's not, if it's obvious you are putting way more effort in and I am than yeah. I am. Or vice versa. That's not going to be assigned it's gonna to you. That should be assigned to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, what I wish, if this had really been, you know, this had been real life, is that Summer had ended it sooner. Yeah. Before he got in too deep. Exactly. She already knew what she wanted, but she was totally leading him on. Yeah. And letting she him was... give, giving him hope, and mm-hmm. I, that's I think where people villainize her yeah because he was just emotionally undeveloped at that time like you know yeah. girls mature old uh, faster than men so yeah i think he was very really? stupid yeah get over no i've, I've but, always been told it's it's guys don't get over it as much as no, no, easily no. as women do what i'm saying is women they develop faster mentally emotionally they develop oh, yeah, true, faster true, than true women that. yeah most likely Guys just date forever to grow up, so that's why older women date. No, what, what, what was it again? Yeah, that's why older women, uh, women they date above their age range because men are more mature. That's if funny. they if they date guys their age, they're like five years younger. Like you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. My husband's three years younger than me. Oh, so yeah, is I hope he's mature. He's mature. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. he was. No offense, baby, but I thought he was like thirty. That's pretty good. <laughs> but no, he's you younger cr- than me. We have like a cr- two and a half year gap. You cradle something. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But he told me he liked me before I knew I liked him. So oh, I don't know. There you go. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> it worked out though. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Uh, and you guys made a film okay yeah, no 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 I thought you uh, thought you for someone else <laughs> like a tender success story that was someone else you guys made no, a film school that was, your, that was your friend <laughs> alright so uh, what's your that's your favorite scene mm-hmm. my favorite scene would have to be I don't know uh, I bounce around I thought I, I always liked that you know how they introduce that expectation and reality kind of scene because everyone seems to well it's been copied around i think like that split screen and it's a great use of that it's a great storytelling trope but right now my favorite scene is at the train because that just made me laugh and i realized that uh you know that the guy mckenzie the friend yeah 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 
when they, we were supposed to be at the wedding together, right? She said, yeah, I texted her last night, told her I was sick, like a ninja. Do you remember that expression? Like a ninja? People still use that to me. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot that. And I'm like, oh shit, I used to, yeah. A lot of people said that a lot to me back in the day. Not anymore. What about like then just cutting onions and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like a ninja. I escaped like a ninja. I think that, that aged Wish. well for me. <laughs> I'm going to bring Wish. that back. I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like Ikea. Yeah. Because the way I see the movie is not necessarily like... Mm-hmm. not fondly they ruined Ikea for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so I never want to go and like pretend I'm in like a house or something <laughs> <laughs> playhouse and, and all that uh, yeah. um, let's see so any similar recommendations anything similar to 500 Days of Summer that you might want our listeners to listen to to watch to watch um yeah i actually have a few sure so i put here wrote down high fidelity high fidelity have you ever seen okay. it no so Wait. there's the there's the movie with john cusack and lisa bonnet isn't it oh, yeah. that's i i really want to see that one i haven't actually seen that but there was a, a tv series that came mm. out with hulu and that's okay. what i saw because it was immediately available and it's with zoe kravitz zoe the kravitz daughter of lisa bonnet it's really yeah. good i like it and it's basically this girl who owns a record shop it's it's pretty much the same as a movie just mm-hmm. um with a woman oh, as okay. the lead yeah um and her name is rob and she had just gotten over a breakup and she's like reviewing her mm-hmm. five bre- top five breakups and it's like i think it's about eight or nine or ten maybe episodes and mm-hmm. i like it it's really good there's like there's good music okay. in there i think you would really like it so i definitely okay. recommend it to you for sure there's high fidelity um yeah bless you i sneeze <laughs> and <laughs> it's fine mm-hmm. are you okay i'm good um and then there's 10 things i hate about you oh yeah that's a good one too that's that's a really classic movie and it's with joseph gordon and then mm-hmm. It's about this guy who's trying to win a girl, which is yeah. very similar to basically like Tom is. It's just him a lot mm-hmm. younger and they're in high school. And mm-hmm. for me, the winner there is always Heath Ledger. No, mm. they seem kind of. Yeah. Hey. It's it's a it's like a dual romantic story, two mm-hmm. dual romantic storylines in the movie, and it's really cute. It's so classic. And I also have. Um, I don't like the movie so much. But it has the same kind of theme. Um, she's not. She's just not that into you. Yeah, that's I've a good one it. too. Yeah, I've yeah, seen I that. It was like a book, actually. It's like a self-help book. But the way the story is, it's like that, that movie, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like a whole um, like an ensemble. It's like yeah, it's an ensemble cast. So yeah. movie is like eh, but uh, it's theme-wise, it's it's along the same. Theme. <laughs> And last but not least, and I was kind of like on the fence if I wanted to mention this or not, but Annie Hall by um, Woody Allen. Woody Allen, yeah. yeah I love Annie Hall. Him about breaking 
or Getting Over a Breakup, I think. Mm-hmm. I watched it a long time ago, but yeah. it's an old movie. It, I think it came out in the 70s or 80s, mm-hmm. probably. And, yeah. And those are mine. Those are some pretty good movies. Yeah. Look at that. Definitely. You? Yeah. Mine, I'm going to have to stick with the classics that I all, all these stuff around with. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, that has to be on there. Probably one of my favorite sure. Jim Carrey performances. It's a... I'm sorry, let me just beat myself. So, yeah, okay. There's that. It's about this guy trying to forget both people, two people, uh, a couple trying to forget each other through science. But like everything else, they found their way back to each other despite everything that they tried to do. Another one would have to be... I don't know. I think... Forgetting Sarah Marshall just because they were oh, in yeah. the list. Yeah, those are those are really mm-hmm. good films. Was it a Judd Apatow yeah. film? Felt like a Judd Apatow. I film. I don't I think I googled that and I don't think he actually directed it, but yeah. it does have the it does it, have Jason the same like cast members. Yeah, Sagal and um. Yeah. So yeah. It's filled with a lot of Judd Apatow characters, which wink yeah. wink, is a is a sign for things to come. Like Judd Apatow films, man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so I only that really a whole have, series. That's right. You only have those two for me. But uh, yeah. Uh, what are your final thoughts on the film, Hannah? This was a little heavy. Because we had to yeah. face a lot of demons when we, when we had to do this podcast. Especially for me. It's like revisiting yeah. this has been painful. Mm-hmm. Realizing that uh, my perspective when I was younger was wrong. Yeah, you think it was wrong or just like not matured? Because I think any feeling not matured. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't think like your your feelings about it were invalid. I think you just don't you don't agree with it now. But I wouldn't say it was wrong at the time. You you know what it was? I just misunderstood the film because from the very beginning I looked at it as a love story. The Mm -hmm. title says it's not a love story. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but you know, with age, you re- realize a lot of things. But yeah, I thought, yeah, uh, and I'm, yeah, you know, it's confronting a lot of demons. But it, for for some thoughts, I mean, in some ways, I think this film has stuck with me because of, of when I saw it. Like you know, all the shit I collect vinyl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of. Uh, punk rock really mostly because of this film like you know <laughs> okay. like, yeah I, I, I discovered a whole different side of music because of this film uh, I learned to love suits and cardigans I don't know why but there's that you know it's that whole hipster funky thing about this movie right? yeah. it's affected me so much <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on this well, my thoughts were I mean I kind of went over this earlier <laughs> mm-hmm. was just um I guess like in in relationships that you really do have to listen yeah it's not like a romantic and try not to like misinterpret things right. the way you want them to be mm-hmm. trying to like make real what you think is really going on and like actually listening yeah. um it's funny though because I asked my two best friends Mm-hmm. about this movie because I told them yeah they were asking me they're they're so sweet they're like what are you 
uh, what movie are you guys working on or doing next? Mm-hmm. And I said I was doing 500 Days of Summer. So I asked my one best friend who is Filipino and like raised here. Um, and what do you think about the movie? And she told me that she doesn't even remember the plot. Mm-hmm. Because all she remembered is how she felt about it. Oh, okay. About it. And she didn't like it. She straight mm-hmm. up didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I think just what you came, what, whatever you have gotten out of the movie, what stuck with you is your feeling of it. So that's mm-hmm. why you would never have thought to revisit it or nothing. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. other best friend, on the other hand, and this is funny because this best friend has been in a relationship for about a decade. Mm-hmm. It's been a long-term, serious, romantic relationship with her boyfriend for a decade like she's mm-hmm. in a relationship she she's what tom wanted uh-huh. like situation wise right uh-huh. and then my i had to ask my other best friend who currently is single mm-hmm. as far as i know and i don't want to shame her or anything that just has <laughs> just has just been single pretty much by choice and mm-hmm. likes it like that but the way she likes the way she views 500 days of summer is so interesting because she really really likes it she loves mm. it it's for her like a timeless kind of movie she said <laughs> her, her her what she told me was that for her it's so timeless the way it's filmed like as a film yeah so pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty. and pretty the way it's done exactly. how, like they had elements of it transitions that and were shit. black and white and it was dramatic mm-hmm. in that sense in mm-hmm. a simple in a simplified way Mm-hmm. And I think that's how she appreciated it. And also the music. She's a big music nerd. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why she liked it. But like when it came down to, you know, the romantic part, that's where it's like, yeah. But I asked her like what she thought about like how it's like, it doesn't seem to have aged well after 10 mm-hmm. years. And she, I think she argued with me that it's no, mm-hmm. it's fine. And so I guess what it really is, is just like what you get out of it yeah out of out of the movie you don't need to change it but how you i guess digest it mm-hmm. that's, that's all a matter of perspective should watch, eh? that's how you should really just watch movies it's how you digest it mm-hmm. um, and yeah what you take out, out of it yeah and so i yeah, thought yeah. that was really funny it was really yeah. nice <laughs> <laughs> two varying perspectives from mm-hmm. two of your best friends eh? yeah. but yeah hey it's because of the rise of the film critic man and online reviewers like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a good thing because it's it's an art form writing film reviews. Yeah. But the their effect and affecting other people's opinions on it, it's just yeah. so undeniable. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's it's a big job. It's a big job. Like for me as a film critic, I'd love to do that for a living, but I don't know. It's kinda cool. But anyway, so oh I did write down something for this. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So this movie has not aged extremely well for me because of how I misunderstood it. I cannot mm-hmm. deny how impactful this movie was for the way it influenced popular culture, maybe. Like the way it was shot, like the, again, the music too was very good. It was like a perfectly curated playlist of hipster shit. <laughs> you have yeah. Feist in there. You have Carla Bruni. Like you have Smith. You have, uh, oh, so much. Hollow Notes. Was Hall and in there? Hall and was in there, right? I think they sing one of their songs. I'm uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, there you go. Um, Here comes your man. What's it, what band was that? Fuck, I forgot. Well, anyway, uh, Temper Trap. So the music was, I mean, for me. The soundtrack was great. Yeah, the soundtrack I, was I really like the, good. I like when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. 
But you if know, it always fits, if it always fits, then it works. Yeah, my, I think my favorite scene that would, well, it was before, but it, but I rewatched it a few days ago. My favorite scene today would be the dance scene after they did the thing. <laughs> you know how At happy the wedding, you were. They like re- no, no, no. Met each other like, again. No, when they first uh, spent the night together. And then he wakes up the next day with this with this sprig in his step, you know, that dance number on the street. Oh, 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 because he's happy. Uh, and he's happy. And that uh, when he got into the elevator, the transition to day later mm-hmm. in the relationship, mm-hmm. and he's just, you know, the polar mm-hmm. opposite of that. It's mm-hmm. so, so kind of cool. But yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they meant, if we talked about this, because it's been a few days, but uh, um, they really did play with the filters. Yeah. So that really has that effect. So on when they're really happy, everything's bright and you know, exactly. it's very, you know, clear. I don't That's know right. what filter that would be. And it's all in your was, face. When he was sad, it was more mm. blue and gloomy. So it, exactly. it had, gave you as an audience a visual clue. A uh, cue, yeah. sorry, not clue. And clue, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's in your face. You know. Yeah. In a way they, like, oh they, God, they, what happened? There's some form, some version of hand holding, like you know, this is what you should feel now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, some critics don't like that. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, artistic, you know, you know. it's an artistic choice. For sure. Art- artistic choice, sure. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to be manipulated like that. Yeah, exactly. Guess, as an audience, I would rather kind of like in her, mm-hmm. because it's. As far as I could tell, it was pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Like it was consistent. It was yeah, just yeah, a exactly natural consistent. progression. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like oh, you're just relying on the story mm-hmm. telling, and that's whatever right. you feel, that's it. And mm-hmm. there's nothing like oh, you got manipulated because of the music or anything like that. No. How it was structured too was like you, I think you needed that hand holding because you know it jumped from day oh, one to day. It might have this. been confusing too. Yeah. If you couldn't keep up with like the days and stuff, exactly, which is a a good a bold choice, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that choice. threw me off actually. The numbers, the numbers mm-hmm. confused me because mm-hmm. I thought the five hundred was the time that he thought he was with her, but it's mm-hmm. what I read is just like the time that she entered his life in his yeah, where he yeah. she was a part of his life one way or another until mm-hmm. he met Autumn, until he got over. Yeah, yeah. By meeting someone else. But do you know what's the girl's name? But again? that's not good. I no. wouldn't say he he got over because he met someone. He finally got over and then happened some to actress. meet someone. What's the name of that girl again? Uh, the uh, autumn. autumn. Sure. Oh, uh. I, I love her. Uh, Minka Kelly. Minka. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Oh my lord! Yeah, she's lovely, lovely, lovely. But hey, so finally, Hannah, after a week or so, because we were so busy, you had to move back to Vienna. And uh, how long are you going to be there? Um, tentatively, tentatively, about a month. About a month, okay. Just an- another month, I mean. Another month. For our listeners, uh, appreciate you guys sticking around. <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> but we will be publishing one soon. We're actually... We might publish uh, two, actually. We might publish two. We are on our own. By tomorrow, so uh-huh. yay. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So yeah, thanks, folks. Thanks, Hannah. We are Thank at the you. end of episode five of 500 Days of Summer. 
And uh, yeah, we hope to catch you again soon. Watch out. Should we tell them what our next episode is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So as as a palate cleanser, we are doing the 40-year-old version next. This is going to be fucking fun. Yeah, fam. (laughs) See you soon. Bye, Hannah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.